0: So let's continue with that, though, because, hey, you know, I I don't know how he feels, E.T., though. Um, He literally clinched the MTN8 uh, with Supersport United three years ago as well on his way. Trust me. Literally well on his way to win a second title, fell in the final hurdle against Mamlody Sundowns in the Telkom knockout final, if you remember, back in December. But for now, Eric Tinkler kind of... He's twinkled, twinkled his way, though, into the hearts of uh, the people of choice, all the fanatics that are down there in Peter Maritzburg. We chat to this legendary former Bafana Bafana star about all the good that he's been doing down in Maritzburg. Clearly loves the weather, loves the conditions, loves the football, the people, the Fridays that are there. Eric Tinkler, Maritzburg United coach. Good evening. Welcome to Maritzburg Sports Worldwide. Good evening, Robert, and uh, good evening to all the listeners. Thanks for your patience again, Eric As you could hear, a very heavy topic that has to do with exactly the same league that uh, your team currently represents and of which you were starting to fly extremely high. I mean, you were in good form before all of this uh, happened.
1: Yeah, we were doing very, very well. Uh, To be
0: brutally honest, I thought,
1: you know, the the squad that we've assembled this season responded uh, in the right way. It was always going to be a very, very difficult season for us considering where we found ourselves the season before. Uh, the little time that we had in terms of our preparation leading up to the beginning of the league. Uh, the number of new faces we we brought into into the team and them obviously uh, adapting as, as, as quick as possible. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, obviously we, we panicked to a degree. I panicked obviously because us as coaches, we are judged on, uh, on results, not performances. Performances can be good. But if the result is not good, that is what we are judged on. And at the beginning of the season, that was the, the harsh reality. first Five games, two points. Mm. Uh, but the team was performing well. And uh, fortunately, uh, I've got a, a chairman who is a football man who's been involved in the game for, for a number of years and and understands the mechanics of, of the game, uh, didn't panic. And, and none of us did. I didn't panic because I could see there, there was going to be a change. And, and, you know, we kept on working hard and, and then things started to go away and, and we started to get the results. And yeah, you know, obviously disappointing for the players, uh, losing the final against Sundowns, but, you know, the fact that you've managed to get yourself there, playing against the likes of Kaiser Chiefs, which is laying atop the league and beating them to get yourself into that final and, and taking Sundowns to the death and possibly should have gone into extra time and, and further, uh, you should be proud of yourself. So I'm very, very proud of the players and obviously what we've done in the league and you know, so, yeah, but, but no, life, I mean, the, 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 we're in yeah. a situation, you know, that you know, no, nobody's comfortable with the situation we find mm-hmm. ourselves with, but that's, that's what we are dealt with, that's the hand we are dealt with, and all mm-hmm. of us, we need to accept it and move on.
0: I was going to say as well that uh, just going this afternoon through a lot of, what you guys went through, especially since you took over, Eric, uh, and and the last five games that you guys played, and I I, I didn't even see one loss that was there. You had gone mm-hmm. through a fantastic runs of four wins and a draw uh, that brought to an end, obviously, with COVID nineteen. I think your last game was against Bulwana City as well, yeah. uh, in, in 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 a league game, which was a one nil victory at home. Uh, yeah. Before then was a three nil victory against uh, Stellenbosch, uh, you know. Correct. So when w- when you look at the totality of all of those games, it says one thing. You break into a top five from being rock bottom of the table, Eric. says a lot about how you've had to structure the players, the mentality, those that were fringe players bringing him to the fore to become regular players. I mean, we'll talk about the individuals just now. But how difficult a task was it to try and marry the greater plan versus, I'm sure, a morale that was pretty low?
1: I think obviously coming in what I did uh, back end of last season, I came in in February. Uh, Twelve points is where where was sitting, and I think mm-hmm. we were eight or nine points behind everybody else. So it looked like a, a lost cause, to be honest. But I think I came in with a bit of breath of fresh air. I think if you know me, Robert, I'm a I'm a hard working. A mm. uh, no nonsense uh, type of coach. I'm a winner. I want to win things. I want to achieve things. And I expect hard work. And I think that attitude that I brought in rubbed off on the players. Uh, also because I give players a certain amount of freedom in terms of how to express themselves out in the field of play. I think mm. it also helps to a degree in and we managed to scrape our, our way out. We, we must not forget that, you know, it was the last game of the season against Baraka, getting the draw. That allowed us to survive. Otherwise, had we have lost that game, we would have uh, been relegated. But we managed to survive because of the draw in Baraka away. Mm-hmm. And then obviously winning the, the playoffs the way we did. And the fact that the way we won the playoffs, I think that was very, very important for us because we kept that momentum going once uh, the preseason started. We went through the players We won all four games. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody ever thought they would uh, we would um, remain in the PSL uh, after they saw the first match of the playoffs. I think we won that convincingly, uh, and and we we just built on that during the pre-season. And the pre-season we had was very, very short, but I think it was very, very thorough. And, and it gave me an opportunity, obviously, to, to look at certain players, bring in certain players that I thought fitted our profile, uh, fitted the, the, the brand of football and the style of football that we want to play. And and again, I have to come back to the football club because, you know, the football club... Uh, Gave me that opportunity to bring in certain players that that were were extremely influential, and then obviously the players that we we kept, the players that remained behind, uh, because of the confidence that they they gained, obviously through the playoffs and, and those last couple of games, they just kept building on that on that moving forward, and 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 we set ourselves very very high targets. You know, you were a team that was obviously looking to avoid relegation, but. Our target was to, to finish in the fight. That was our target that we set ourselves at the beginning of the season. So mm-hmm. uh, you have to, you know, you have to look at the players and, and congratulate them because everybody had to work extremely hard from the technical staff, backroom staff, administration staff and then the players. Everybody worked really, really hard. But but obviously my job as a head coach is to give us direction. And what becomes very important is obviously the players believing in the direction that I'm giving them, believing in the mm-hmm. philosophy that I have, how I want us to play, how I believe we can achieve those are, those objectives. And everybody needs to follow that direction, not only the players. Mm-hmm. It has to be your technical staff that believes in, in, in the direction I'm taking the, the, the team and the football club. The administrators have to believe in the direction that I'm taking the players and the football club. Only that way we will succeed and and, and, and and achieve the things that that we've achieved this season. You know, you know. I look at the chairman that that, that I have, and he's, he's somebody who's been in the game for for many many years, and Maritzburg has been an absolutely fantastic football club in the in the Premier League. You know, the Friday night atmosphere. I don't think there is. there are many clubs on the continent that can produce and the atmosphere that you get at uh, Hariguala on a Friday night. And I think mm. Supersport probably pays the people a hell of a lot of money because of the atmosphere and <laughs> what we create on a Friday night at, uh, at Hariguala. No? But so, isn't that
0: magical, though, Eric, from... Um, and I know your spirit and you're absolutely right about being the fighter being the go-getter being the person that needs that but you've also got to get the buy-in from the fans and those nights in Maritzburg at Herikwander Stadium are something that very few clubs in the professional league are able to experience how did you find that walking into an environment that is just so open to welcoming the players uh, the coach in your case and then getting the kind of results that you ended up getting in the end
1: I think it's a pressure. for Something we lack, unfortunately, in South Africa. You know, because let's, I, I, I look when I arrived at the club, the club was playing rock bottom. Mm. Yet, we were still getting those same crowds to the game. Those crowds were coming in, and they were still supporting the boys. Mm. Unfortunately, we, we see at our bigger clubs uh, the minute the teams are, are not forming well, the, the crowds start abandoning them. You know, we, we're not as loyal as we claim to be. But I think the loyal fans are the Maritzburg United fans are loyal. The only mm. fans that I see that are pretty close to uh, to Maritzburg's uh, aspect would probably be Bloom Celtic. You know, although. Well, Black Leopards, probably. Have, yes, Black Leopards Black at Leopard. the. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Agreed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but although, you know, Bloom Celtic, the numbers have dwindled over the, the last couple of years, but. When Celtic sure. used to pull out massive, massive crowds. Mm. And I remember during my playing days how big the crowds were when you used to play against uh, the Pirates and uh, uh, Suns and, and, and Sundown. The, the crowds were, were huge. And obviously those crowds have dwindled. And I think a lot of yeah. it is due to the fact that you know those those clubs are not as successful as they, they were in the
0: past. But yeah, I think it's all the uncertainty as well. Yeah. All the uncertainty, Eric, around the management. Yeah. Tell me about Dylan Klaassen, though. I've, I've been amazed by his recent rise to form. We we were all disappointed with what happened with him in Belgium, uh, with Lisa, when he was still playing there. But, you know, you've given him game time. He, he's responded. He's scored goals. He's provided assists. And he's been stable. I've seen him win Man of the Match awards. Yeah, yeah Dylan, you know,
1: I, I look at Dylan. Um, I remember watching him when he... When he was still playing away in in Europe, in Belgium, and I remember watching him playing for Bafana Bafana, and, and and I could see there was there was talent there, but I thought it was talent that was kind of hidden. He wasn't showing his true potential. Mm. Uh, it quite surprised me to see him coming back and then going to to Bidvest. And at Bidvest, he struggled. Uh, I don't really think he fits it into the brand of football that obviously looks were, or the way that's play. And, uh, when, when he was offered to me, I was, at first, I was a bit suspicious, to be honest, because I'm looking, he has a, the player who's been in Europe, who's already achieved that, that objective, which is what most professional players want to, African players want to achieve, is to, to go into Europe and, 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 become successful there, and he was one who was there and now was coming back. So I always had that fear that will he show me the same hunger and the desire. There was always that in the back of my mind, but I put him in more on a trial basis, and uh, I was highly impressed with what I saw from the trial. And and then after the trial, even once we had signed him, there was still certain things in his game that I thought he needed to... He started showing a lot more of his ability, his speed on the ball, his ability to run with the ball, his creativity, his his final pass, his ability to get into the box and 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 score goals, which he started to do towards uh, the back end of the season. Beginning of the end, beginning of the season, he wasn't really doing that. So I had to keep pushing him to force him to give us more, and and I didn't want him to be satisfied with. Uh, the fact that as long as I'm getting my salary at the end of the month, I'm a happy man. I, I said, "No, you mm-hmm. can still achieve. Yes, you're 28 years old, but you can still achieve a hell of a lot at 28." I look at Lebo Manjama, uh, while he done for me at Cape Town City, and and he was that same age and got a fantastic contract. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, nothing uh, prevents you from achieving great things. You know, in, especially in the world of football. You know, we got the young boy Khlongani. You know, yes. he was in the wilderness playing in the castle. League. Uh, played a couple of games um, towards the back end of last season. Uh, I remember him playing against Leopards. Very important game. We we, we beat Leopards away from home. Uh, he plays that game within a space of uh, three months. He's in the national team. That's how your life can change. Judas Masiyamedi. Yeah. Judas Masiyamedi was wasn't even playing at Free State Stars. Didn't get a game at Free State Stars. Now, every, he's, he, he's on everybody's lips. He's even from the
0: hip artists <laughs> you know, making songs about, <laughs> about
1: him. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, he's the <laughs> real he Judas now, isn't for he? Other <laughs> yeah, so, you
1: know, football <laughs> is an amazing game. How quickly it can change your life. Yeah.
0: I guess uh, T- the recognize
1: like that, that's well,
0: Yeah. Sorry to come in here. I'm, I'm just keen to squeeze this question about richard afori uh, in our three remaining minutes the i mean i know that a lot has been said and i haven't spoken to you and and i hope maybe we have a, a longer time uh, maybe in the week where we can mm-hmm. chat um but just to clarify whether he is on his way out of maritzburg united on his way to pretoria i think
1: it's always going to be difficult for us to keep a quality goalkeeper like richard mm. that's that's just the harsh reality we we know we've got an, another year uh, contract with Richard, but but you know, as a, as, a, as a as a club, we're also never going to stand in the way of any player wanting to better his life, and and Richard is one of those. He's a he's an international goalkeeper for Ghana. He's had an absolutely fantastic uh, season, and obviously, we also want the best for Richard. So it's not a case of uh, us as the club, we're just going to let him go. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Obviously, it benefits uh, Richard primarily. It needs to benefit Richard financially. Obviously, the club needs to benefit from it uh, as well. Uh, but we'll definitely not stand in these way, You know? Uh, and, and I think that's where we, we stand. You know, I, I'm... I'm prepared for that. The club is prepared for that. We we understand the situation and if he, if he needs to go, he needs to go. That's just, the, you know, we we know who we are as a football club.
0: I have you got very, somebody very as a backup uh, goalkeeper just in case, no, though, Eric, that, that happens?
1: I've been scouting, yeah. you know, already since uh, the beginning of the season. Uh, right. right at the beginning of the season, we've we been scouting for a uh, replacement, And I have Already four or five goalkeepers that have identified as potential uh, replacements. So obviously uh, we've, we've we've looked to to secure someone mm. uh, to replace Richard. But you know, as yet we haven't seen any proposal. Okay. No proposal has been brought forward to us as a football club. So as it stands, Richard remains with us.
0: Tobeli on Twitter says that uh, the Marinsburg United coach, Eric Tinkler, is one of the most underrated coaches in South Africa. He's currently doing a great job. Also, remember, his tenure at Orlando Pirates as a coach, always on top of his game, uh, took us to cup finals. Let us appreciate him, uh, which is exactly what we're doing here on the show. Uh, Make time, please, for us, uh, Eric, uh, next week. I promise you there'll be no... Uh, premiership, sponsorship, drama Or anything like that And we can we, we can chat I've been fascinated by your growth As a, as a coach uh, But also your consistency This is not an overnight thing That's just happened uh, down in Pietermaritzburg uh, it, It's been a long time coming And I think uh, the more we chat to you The more we learn about football uh, Always appreciate your frankness And availability to chat to us as always
1: Thank you Robert And thank you for your listening And have a good evening
0: Thank you so much. The coach there of uh, Meritzberg United, uh, Eric Tinkler, joining us right here on Mara Sports Worldwide.